0: Hello and welcome to FinTech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today on the show, I have Kevin Lozer, co-founder of HolistaPlan. HolistaPlan is a financial planning software that focuses specifically on tax planning. And what it does is it sucks up a PDF version of your tax return and extracts out all the verifiable information and actual data that you would ever want and makes it easy to digest. And with that, here's my interview with Kevin. Kevin, thanks for taking the time today.
1: Thank you, Jason. Great to be here. Appreciate the invitation.
0: Well, I'm uh, happy to finally get you guys on. I uh, reached out after you guys won the XY prize, but I guess you guys were busy taking in all the new business that that generated, but uh, <laughs> very, very happy when your PR people reached out. So Kevin Lozer, co-founder of Holistaplan. Tell us about Plan.
1: Yeah, it's tax planning software for advisors, built by advisors. It allows an advisor to upload a PDF tax return and get a client deliverable, a pre-populated scenario analysis screen, and identify some planning opportunities, all again with just uploading a previous year's tax return. So what we've really tried to do is automate a tax return review and then all of the work that succeeds that tax return review that we have to do as advisors that typically requires a whole lot of data entry. Historically, we've taken that data entry out of the picture and now advisors can really just spend the time focusing on what they need to focus on, which is the conversation with the client about their tax situation.
0: Fantastic. So we're going to come back to how you make that work and all the magic behind the scenes in a minute. But before we get there, give me the history of the company. Where did this come about? And you know what was the opportunity you saw?
1: So it really started years ago, Roger Pine, who's my co-founder and partner, and I have known each other for a long time through a financial planning association. We were in a study group together. And for quite a while, we talked about how can advisors scale financial planning better? It's not naturally a scalable business because it is so much human interaction. You really got to get to know your clients really well. So because of that, advisors can only serve so many clients themselves even if they've built a broad team the more clients you add traditionally typically more advisors you have to add so the idea started to percolate years ago about how can we scale financial planning then in 2019 Roger and I started to really put pen to paper and came up with the idea of being able to upload documents and provide like an expert system, provide opportunities, provide observations that are traditionally made by many advisors across the country when they review those documents. We thought we'd start with the tax return. It's for a couple reasons. One, at least at the time, we thought it was a pretty standardized document. Turns out it's not as standardized as you (laughs) might think because uh, when folks run it through a scanner, it tilts things, it messes things up from a reading in perspective. But it's still much more of a standard document and template than insurance declaration pages are or estate planning documents, things like that. Also, taxes are something that advisors should be focused on every single year with their clients. It's it's something the client's going to do a tax return every year. It's going to be on their mind every year. Even the stuff we do that on the investment side of the relationship has a tax impact. So we thought, let's really focus on tax planning. Let's get advisors to be able to do really good tax planning, scalable, more efficient for all of their clients and, and hopefully not just a subset of their clients.
0: So, tax, a major pain for everybody, uh, especially if you're American, because your tax code's hilarious. And, That's and one word for it. <laughs> yes, it's the end result of a madman getting drunk or something. I really don't know what happened. But that said, what you basically did was, I mean, you took some pretty well traveled types of software, you know, OC, optical character, character recognition software. It's been around for a long time. You made a smart play. You started with something that was highly uniform so that you didn't need a lot of natural language processing or artificial intelligence to figure out like what meant what. I mean, with the exception of the angle, that box is going to be on the same space of that page, no matter what. It's just a matter of, you know, rendering properly. And then the great thing is by extracting that out, all the opportunities and everything you're able to you extract, I mean, it makes a very daunting, confusing document, something digestible. So I'm a big fan of taking Complex and making it simple, especially for clients. And that looks like what you've done. But before I take away your thunder and then get to that, so let's let's talk about first and foremost about what the what the experience looks like. So talk to me about the feedback you get from advisors who've implemented this type of software, like where are they finding the biggest benefit and what is like the kind of client relationship feedback they're getting back from us?
1: Yeah, it, it really breaks down into two different types of advisors. And we, we now have thousands of firms using the software. We see traditionally, two different types. One are advisors or firms that haven't been doing tax planning, but know they should or want to, particularly as we see clients wanting more out of the fees that they're paying advisors more than investment advice. They're looking for a more robust, comprehensive relationship from advisors these days, I I think that's starting and I think that trend Mm -hmm. will continue. So for those advisors that aren't doing any tax planning today, a holistic plan gives them an off the shelf way where they don't need to go to hours upon hours of classes to get educated about the tax system, the very complicated, hilarious tax system that we have here in the US. Mm -hmm. They can simply start with an uploaded, all they have to do is get their clients or prospects tax return from the prior year that's going to start the process. They upload it. And then to your point, you said it's, it's a complicated document in itself, 70, 100, 200 pages, right? With all kinds of worksheets and schedules. Within a minute, we can digest all that, pull the data that we need to do good planning from the tax return, summarize it in a client deliverable. So that alone, we have tons of firms using it for just that upload a return Get a client summary that the clients can understand, that they can review with the clients, that provides planning opportunities that we've been able to identify from that tax return. And then a lot of folks stop right there and say, okay, let's work with your CPA to do some modeling or to see what we should now be doing in 2021 now that we saw the opportunities that we maybe didn't get a chance to address in 2020. But then there's a whole other subset of advisors out there that actually do the quantification of planning opportunities, like Roth conversion strategies, donor advised funds, throwing out a lot of acronyms here, but all kinds Mm -hmm. of different tax planning opportunities that we look at from a planning perspective. We also provide a forecasting, a tax forecasting tool, basically a, a scenario analysis that is pre populated with the previous year's data. So now, instead of spending your first 20 to 30 minutes entering data from the tax return into a calculator or tax software of some kind, now you just need to copy it over from the prior year. And now you're ready. And you can make some edits to the fields that you need to make edits for for 2021 and start doing some of that slightly more complex strategies like Roth conversions or. or qualified charitable distributions, um, all kinds, you know, tens, hundreds of different things that you can do from a tax planning
0: perspective. So again, you kind of hit a, con, a couple of value propositions. I think first off, you're allowing advisors to expand their service offering, which um, in the ever-increasing need for differentiation, I've talked about on this podcast many times before, and you know so as many other people pointing to an investment and saying, buy that, has very little value. Uh, in fact, robo-advisors have set a floor price on that, so, or maybe even a ceiling price, depending on how you're looking at it, So <laughs> on that. So yeah. you know really planning is the differentiator and and the more value you provide, the better. And, and taxes, again, being a major point of pain, and one of the places where advisors can substantially move the needle if done correctly. I am in a situation myself where, you know, that for me, that means looking at the tax return and and reading through it and seeing what's there. The fact that you've taken that kind of work for those who basically know how to do that kind of work and shortened the amount of time to get it done, basically down to how long is it? Like, would you say four minutes?
1: <laughs> yeah, it can, it can be with within a minute actually where oh, it, 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 you upload the PDF and actually get that client deliverable. Now it's going to you know, you're going to spend a minute or two reading through the two-page summary that we produce to grasp what the client situation is, but that's far better than the hour or two that you know, it might take you to read through a, the actual tax return itself. But
0: it's a two-page summary. Like that's right. that's the brilliance of it, right? You've distilled it down, again, going back to the second value proposition there, which is, which is simplicity. You've taken something that is complex and intimidating and distilled it down to something simple. That basically communicates the effective information right away, and something that can be shared with clients, like what I'm again going go back to client feedback. I've got to imagine you've had people advisors have their clients turn to them and say, "Oh my god, I actually understand what's going on now."
1: Yes, yeah, we have heard that feedback a lot. That this is such a digestible approach to review with clients that clients are providing the feedback, and it's it's leading to more referrals for advisors too. They're, they're using this even as a prospecting tool now to be able to show prospects what tax planning even means because financial planning, tax planning to the everyday potential client That's esoteric language sometimes. They don't know what that really means. They're just pretty much thinking investments. So to be able to show them what I mean, what an advisor means by tax planning and what the deliverable is and what they're going to get every year and the types of planning opportunities we're going to try to identify each and every year really helps the client visualize what it means to be doing tax planning and and how it can result in either tax savings or sometimes it's actually pay some taxes now to avoid a whole bunch of taxes later.
0: Yeah. And again, the way you distill that down into a couple a simple couple of pages with visuals, I mean, you're you're providing information on, you know, where they are in relative tax brackets, where they are in terms of relative to phase outs, right? So mm-hmm. because of that, it just makes it so much easier. You know, it's one thing for me to say it. Out loud, it's something else for me to actually have a two-page summary with little graph that basically says, "And you're here, right?" Like visuals are far more effective at communicating than words can be. And then the last value proposition as you said is the actioning of financial planning strategies and tax planning strategies. So I'm curious, you know, how many have you kind of baked into the software thus far that you can just basically say the advisor, "By the way, look at all these,
1: all the different planning opportunities." Yeah. Oh wow, there are in in the the algorithms and database probably. Seventy five to a hundred or so different types, maybe, maybe more than that, as we add more things like Schedule C and Schedule E that we're able to now provide read-in and, and provide analytics and planning opportunities from. It's probably hitting triple digits now of potential. But again, part of part of the secret sauce of it all and the and the value proposition to advisors is they don't need to have a checklist anymore that has identified these 100 different things to look for in the tax return. They're going to get a report that has the eight or 10 or 12 bullet point items that are reflective that, that are based on that specific tax return. Again, without having to read through the hundred page document themselves
0: looking for them. Yeah. And again, this is where I kind of smirked the entire time thinking that's a lot of opportunities, but then again, I've seen your tax code (laughs) (laughs) complexity, complexity breeds opportunities and and loopholes. Whereas I I think that my country is just like, Ooh, I don't think it could populate 100. <laughs> but nevertheless, so I'm curious. So in developing all those opportunity strategies and whatnot, I mean, of course, you and your co-founder knew about a bunch of stuff, having worked as planners before. But I'm sure you turned to a lot of tax professionals to say, like, what else should we be contemplating? So the question becomes, how much of that was was A, outside consultants that you brought in? And B, what I'm really curious about, how much of that is just user feedback? Like, are you getting this kind of reinforcing cycle of, of people saying, hey, you, I like to do this? Have you thought about making that in the software?
1: Yeah, it's it was both. So you're right. It started as Roger and me putting together a lot less than 100 hundred. Right? But the things that we identified, because we were each respectively in our own practices doing tax planning, we were doing this work manually. So we had a pretty good idea. Then it went to our beta testers, which were friends in the industry, other advisors that said, oh, what about this one? What about this one? And then it was, to your point, it was user feedback after that. And now that could be a third, if not more of mm-hmm. the observations. Oh, and it's just not the observations. It's how the scenario analysis is laid out. It's how the tax report was laid out. In fact, the tax report itself came about from a friend and an advisor uh, in the industry. Our initial prototype was really upload a return and just get the bullet point observations. But all those like visualization things that we talked about earlier, where they are in the brackets, all the MAGI phase outs, and whether they're over, under, or in those phase outs all that stuff was from other advisors as we started to roll this out. So that definitely one of the benefits of, of rolling out a product that we knew wasn't a hundred percent fully baked, uh, but that was intentional. We wanted to get feedback and, and, and crowdsource some of the ideas. And now that we've got thousands and thousands of advisors using it, as you can imagine, the, the feedback comes in fast and furious.
0: <laughs> yep. And well, I mean, you know, you said you got it out there and it wasn't just was half big. But the reality is, I mean, it all back to the Reed Hoffman statement of you should be ashamed of your first version of your product, right? Like mm-hmm. it was that feedback cycle to you has been invaluable because the amount of I mean, first off, you crowdsource something, you get you get far more. Like diverse feedback than you do is talking to a handful of professionals, right? right? And things that no one ever thought about. And you don't pay for it. Well, <laughs> that's the other piece, right? Yeah. So you get all that. So I mean, it, it pairs nicely with the likes of, uh, I see you looking at your website. Of course, Jeff Levine is, is basically when you're consultants because that makes a lot of sense. But nevertheless, you know, with the, the various financial, the various tax gurus you go out to and include, as you said, I, I have no doubt that the feedback was split between the both of them, but more so the usability you mentioned, because those are the people who are out there with the clients and, you know, the old battle. The old saying is no battle plan ever survived first encounter with the enemy. Uh, the, client's not, the client's not the enemy, but the client's client approval is, is what you're trying to seek, right? And that's that's going to provide for a ton of um, a ton of feedback for you. So, right. so that's what you've done to date. Any other core functionality we haven't covered yet that you want to make sure I profile?
1: Well, one thing that we launched early this year was the tax prep letter, which is now closing the communication loop between advisor, CPA, and client. So we as advisors, those of us that are doing tax planning or with or without Holista Plan, you come up with some good, pretty good observations and opportunities and then you execute those and you get all that work done before December 31st so that it all counts for, for this tax year. That's called a Roth conversion or, or qualified charitable distribution is a great example of this. Mm-hmm. Donating directly from the IRA, directly to the charity doesn't count as taxable income, but it's going to show up on the tax form as a taxable distribution you have to communicate to the CPA that you did that qualified charitable distribution or else it's going to get counted as taxable income. We've seen it tons of times happen that way. Uh, now we have a tax prep letter that allows the advisor to get in front of all that in January or February or throughout the year, they can add to it, that they can produce a prep let, tax prep letter to the CPA and the client so that all of those great things you did prior year, gets reported correctly on the tax return correctly the first time. Doesn't lead to a great outcome from a tax standpoint, leading to a a painful outcome because now you have to amend the tax return because it wasn't done right the first time. Or even worse yet, it never gets reported at all. And that great strategy you created doesn't help the client because it wasn't reported on the tax return correctly.
0: So that's where you guys have done to date, and you know that's a great example of something else you've you've evolved into. So, where else do you see it going from here? Like, what? How much of your roadmap can you share with me at this point? <laughs> you
1: know, uh, we're staying in the tax planning world for the foreseeable future. We're, we're one of the biggest requests we've gotten over the past six to nine months is what we've built is great for the federal tax side, but we haven't addressed state tax returns or state tax calculations. Now, what we, So what we did first is, again, going back to the crowdsourcing idea, is we still don't read in state tax returns. But what we've provided is for all 50 states, state tax hints per state that is on the tax report now that will identify the uniqueness each state has as they classify income. So every state handles things differently. So security, income, IRA distributions—it's it's it's a hodgepodge of different. You get you know fifty different states, fifty different legislatures together, and they're they're going to come up with their own ideas. Mm -hmm. So now we have state tax hints for all 50 states. Again, crowdsourced from our advisors that are using the software. So that's been really helpful. And we are working on, in our scenario analysis screen, providing the state tax calculations for all 44 states that have state tax incomes.
0: So yeah, I mean, you definitely picked a vertical of the financial planning world. That has a lot of depth to it because, (laughs) as you said, you got you have forty four more domiciles to start planning on. So, yeah, I think I think you've got more than enough to keep you busy without going into other verticals at this point. So, yeah, a smart move. And Um, there's so
1: many other things we can do on the that that touch taxes. You know, cash flow planning touches mm -hmm. taxes. Evaluating lots of advisors evaluate their clients' W two and their pay stubs for planning opportunities. That's still in the tax realm. So there are lots of other things we can do from a planning perspective that maybe a lot of advisors don't think naturally of tax planning but mm-hmm. it's touching taxes and therefore i think we can we can address some of those things down the road
0: any contemplation to various integrations i mean i look at what you guys are doing and think about you're going to keep doing what you're doing and you're going to do tax planning strategies better uh, than financial planning software as well necessarily right if you keep on building that specific specific uh, niche and knowledge I think the ability to simply, you know, maybe action the tax plan within what you guys do and then push it to the financial planning software or vice versa, I think might be, um, would be a very compelling, compelling uh, value prop there.
1: Yeah, we certainly want to head in that direction. Uh, that That's part of the plan. Right now, we're integrating with CRMs. And we have a few already, and we'll have a few more as as 2021 here proceeds. But that was the initial no-brainer from our perspective, which is we've got a whole bunch of data and notes and observations about the client's tax situation. We need to get that into the CRM. And then we've got households, just like CRMs have households. So there's no reason not to integrate so that even though it's really easy to create a household in a holistic plan, you just need name and date of birth. Might as well pull that information in from CRMs. But to your point, where we're different than the financial planning softwares, in our view, is those are all pretty strategic in nature, right? Am I going to outlive my money? Can I achieve all my goals? What, how much money am I going to have when I retire or when I die? We're not doing any of that. We're, we're tactical planning software, which is we're focused on what can I do now for the next year or two that can optimize that financial plan that I've built in the other financial planning software. So to the extent that we can have our tactical planning software talk to the strategic financial planning softwares out there, we'd love to pursue those opportunities.
0: I mean, it's uh, as we know, the integration game is where everybody yeah, first of all, everybody demands it. Secondly, there's <laughs> no one wants to code anything twice. So I think especially like I said, I think the unique opportunity in what you're doing is the unbelievable for lack of a better term, if, if we'll call tax a you know one foot wide spectrum of the entire financial planning spectrum, but you're going a mile deep on that. And I think you're going to be able to uncover far more than the average planning software is ever going to recommend you do. So I think that is, there's this huge, huge opportunity there. So
1: yeah. Well, yeah, and, and not that. only do, do people not want to code things twice, advisors don't want to enter the same data two or three or four different times into their various software programs either. So, and that was part of, I mean, from the initial (laughs) launch, that's what we were trying to get advisors out of, right? Our initial initial prototype was not reading it in, reading in the tax return. It was enter a whole bunch of data and get planning opportunities out of it. It was really just the expert system part of it. But then we were like, now this this you know, advisors don't want to enter this data and they're not going to ask their clients to enter this data. There's got we got to figure out a way to read in the data from documents, and that's really what was the idea that really launched us, I think. Um, and kind of created the brand around Holista Plan.
0: Well, I mean, you're doing some good work. And like I said, first time I even heard the, the idea, I was like, well, that's genius. <laughs> and then, then I got immediately jealous because of course I live in the country north of your country. All right, so um, before we wrap up, there's three blue sky questions I'd like to ask everybody before we wrap up. Yeah, as always. So first one is, if you had one wish for something you can change in the industry or in your company or in the industry as a whole, what would it be?
1: That we can reach a lot more consumers. And I think that was part of what got me excited about holistic plan and, and software in general is I feel like we, we really need to figure out a way to scale financial planning so that more and more consumers can get really good financial planning from advisors. And right now, unfortunately, I think we're still in a world where not only do most financial planning firms not serve a whole, like the 98% of people that are out there, but even the 2% that they are serving, a lot of advisors don't have the time to serve them all the same way. And they're doing even client segmentation within their small buckets and only providing certain types of financial planning or tax planning to a subset of their own clients. So if there's one thing I could change, it would be if I had a magic wand, I would say advisors at least start by providing the same service in-depth, comprehensive service for all their clients, regardless of how much money their clients have. And then magic wand number two is let's go serve another few million, (laughs) tens of millions of more people.
0: Well, the two points I want to make in terms of what you just, to support what you just said is both Michael Kitsis and I, well, Michael Kitsis more, of course, in the US and myself to a lesser extent in various periodicals up here, you know, the core issue in a lot of these cases in terms of servicing these people comes down to revenue is one aspect that you can generate from these people, but it's also cost basis, right? So the, you know, what's the cost operate our businesses and, you know, the US model, uh, far more costs minimal from what I've seen, especially looking at starting my own RIA and look at the likes of what XY has managed to accomplish it's pretty fantastic. So you guys are definitely on that trajectory of technology leading to lower overhead, leading to expanding the market and expanding the models of things like fee only plant like well, retainer based planning. So that's, that's one trend I think that will hopefully catch on elsewhere and lead to more and more people getting proper advice and it being profitable and worth the while of advisors to deliver it to people at lower and lower income thresholds. But the second piece of this, and this is where you play a vital role in that ecosystem, is that you're making it easier, right? Like the fact that you're taking away what was probably at least a, well, I mean, US federal tax returns. I was going to say in my case, you know, half an hour exercise to go through a bunch of stuff, probably longer depending on what state you're in the U S, especially God forbid you're in California. The fact that you're able to make this a one minute exercise to then make it digestible and actionable so much faster, that's part of how you're going to help create that environment. So you're um, it's not just a wish it's something you're helping work on. So thank you for that. Well, thank
1: you for, for mentioning. Yeah, we're, we're trying, we're, we're going to try to do our part.
0: Excellent. Second question I have for you is what's been the biggest challenge in the company to where it is today.
1: I think uh he- Scaling our own company has been the biggest challenge, right? And doing it, uh, we had a lot of success. You mentioned the XYPN. Thankful, very thankful to them. That certainly we were around for a couple months prior to that, but boy, did that really launch us and, and get our name out there. And from that point forward, it's been scaling the business to be able to support that revenue growth, hiring a lot of people. It's finding those people, and we've had a lot of success. In fact, we just. I just got back from College Station, which which is where Roger and a bunch of our support and our some sales folks are. We had a kind of all employee event for a couple of days last week, which was great. But that's been the hardest part is especially during a pandemic, hiring people. We're a very distributed workforce now, all across the country, all the time zones here in the states. So building that culture of still being able to know everybody, be able to be productive. Day in and day out and efficient in our own company it has been a challenge. I think we're succeeding at that, but that's certainly been a challenge when you grow from a year ago we were three people, now we're 15 people. So and again, that's all during a pandemic where I we was gonna say, we well done. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't flying to meet people. We weren't meeting face to face. Again, in many cases, I met a lot of the folks I've been working with for a while for the first time face to face last week. So It's happy to see that knock on wood, we're starting to exit out of that life. Hopefully it continues and uh, we'll be able to meet more often face-to-face because that's tremendously valuable as you're building a company and a culture as well.
0: And the last question I have for you is what excites you the most about what it is you're working on gets you up in the morning every day to keep on fighting the good fight?
1: It goes back to that vision of trying to allow advisors to better serve more people more efficiently without making their lives turn into 15-hour days trying to serve clients and continue to grow their own practices and serve all their clients the same way. If, if That's what's getting me up each day is, is trying to just scale, scale tax planning, get this information into as many people's hands as possible so that everybody can achieve their, whatever their goals are.
0: And, you know, it's thing. one thing I will say to support your little point there about treating all your clients the same, I've seen some just convoluted risk matrices where, you know, people were like, okay, A's get this level of treatment, B's get this level of treatment, so on and so on. And I look at that and I cringe because I'm just like, how much complexity do you want in your business? You know, the easiest way to run your business is to treat everybody the same. The hard part is making sure that you can do so at a level that is profitable and fair to everybody. So um, I hope anyone who's listening to that and hearing your point takes that my point away and, and, and thinks a little bit deeper about the fact that, yeah, I'm making my life unnecessarily complicated and, and the experience just broken. I mean, do you really want two people going to the same place and getting different experiences? Just not not great. Right.
1: Yeah, and, and talk about an impact you can make in someone else's life. That C client that you quote C client that you're mm-hmm. not providing some level of service to might just be the person that could get the most benefit out of it um, and it could be have the most meaningful impact to their financial life so that's that's part of what I'm hoping to accomplish through all of this as well
0: fantastic. Well- Kevin, thank you so much for your time today. I sincerely appreciate it. And anyone who hasn't checked out Halista Plan, I highly suggest you do because again, one of those ones which just like brilliant idea that takes a complex matter and simplifies it and makes it a lot easier to deliver value. So thank you so much for what you do as you do.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me on this. This has been
0: great. My pleasure. So that was my interview with Kevin Lozer of Plan. I hope you enjoyed that. And I really do hope you check it out because it is an awesome little software. And with that, as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please review on iTunes, Stitcher, or visit your podcast. Until next time, take care.
1: This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at
0: jasonperera.ca.